What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of the Matt Elias Music Podcast with me, your host, Matt Elias. So some of you guys know that I do music full-time, right? I am in three projects currently, two that play out uh, regularly and one that is gearing up to start playing out regularly, in addition to my own solo gigs that I often do acoustic by myself. And that's, you know, on top of all the podcast producing and YouTube stuff and everything else that I do uh, with the rest of my time. Now, as a player, what I want to talk to you guys a little bit about is how I go about making sure that I am as prepared as I can be for all of these different jobs that I'm doing. Because that's what they are. They're jobs. This is how I make my living, you know, and, and I decided a while back that I was going to you know, take my playing as seriously as, you know, anybody does their, their job or their work. So what I want to sort of expose to you guys is the routine that I have to do that. I have a practice routine, a daily practice routine, and I don't always do it perfectly, but what I should be doing every day is maintaining my uh, practice log. So what I'm going to show you this week or what I'm going to tell you about this week is exactly how I do that. And even if you, if you're a player, even if you're not in three, uh, three different gigging projects like I am, or even if you aren't gigging out at all and you're just trying to either maintain your chops like I am or hopefully increase as time goes on, depending on what my focus is on my practice, but if you're just at home trying to improve your playing, it, just sitting down with a guitar and noodling around with whatever you feel like playing at the time isn't the most efficient way to do it. Not that that activity isn't part of practice because it should be. It's got to be fun. But so I'm going to give you exactly what I do, my routine, and hopefully it's something that you can repeat for yourself and get some value out of. Okay, so the first part of this I want to address is just what I said in the little intro about a daily practice routine. Daily practice routine, meaning I should have the instrument in my hands every day. Um, I find that for me, if I don't do that, I start to slide into this mode where I get complacent with my playing. And, you know, I used to have this idea that just doing the gigs and just having to be playing out that much would sort of take the place of, you know, intentional practice. And as I sit here right now, that idea seems silly because it's just so far from the truth because there's a difference between practice and rehearsal for me. Rehearsal is where I've got probably a set list in order for a, for a gig and I'm going through the songs as if I'm performing them. This is different from practice, which could mean learning new songs. It could mean uh, sort of just drilling difficult sections of a song, parts that I have trouble with or parts that maybe it's not a playing issue. Maybe it's a memorization issue. Maybe there's a thing that I always forget because that happens to me a lot too. And so when I'm in the habit of taking that time daily with the instrument, um, I can avoid falling into that trap of being complacent and um, because I'm, I'm forgetful, honestly. Um, not only will I forget the actual parts that I'm supposed to play, but 
I forget that I will get complacent. Honestly, like if I'm not in that habit of practicing and intentionally making sure that I'm working on my technique and, and, and that maintenance of that, I will slip back into that mindset of, okay, I played two, two gigs this past weekend and I've got three coming up this week. So that's however many hours in my, uh, with the guitar in my hands and I don't need to practice because, you know, I'm busy and that just doesn't cut it for a lot of reasons. First of all, being for me practicing or, or sorry, playing a gig in one group may not necessarily help me out at all. Um, as far as preparing me for the material in, in a different group that I'm in. Having said that, if I'm doing like, for example, uh, my one acoustic project that I'm in whiskey business with Greg Johnson, uh, who we had on the show a few weeks back. He actually performed one of his songs uh, live in the studio for the podcast. And uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, I highly recommend it. Greg and I have have our acoustic duo. And a couple of weeks back, we had two shows. We, we played two nights in a row. Um, one night sort of locally and another and the next night we traveled. Now, I did not practice on that day before the gig. Um, I might have warmed up a little bit, but I didn't do what I would call practice in my routine. Part of that was because just it was a time crunch because we had to leave kind of early and we got home late the one night. And so that's that's a real thing. That's part of it. You have to be realistic about this stuff. But the other thing is it was the same. We were already rehearsed and prepared and we were basically doing the same show two nights in a row. Actually, the second night was a shorter set. Um, so we were able to cut some of the material. So in that case, I didn't, I did not only did I not have time, but I may have chosen uh, not to, to practice that day, which isn't always the best because I definitely could benefit from it. Uh, even, even when I'm playing the same show that I played the previous night. Now, in other cases where I've got a completely different set of material that I've got to play the next day, if I'm really taking care of business and having good hygiene with my playing, I definitely will and I should take that time to practice uh, on that next day, um, especially just to kind of get myself reset, especially if I'm going from an acoustic gig to an electric gig, just to get that get that instrument in my hands and get used to it. And not only just rehearse a little bit to get ready, but the technique as well, just to get my hands and my muscles working the way that they will work on, on the different instrument. Not that it's super different, but for me, I find that uh, it is a little, there is a little bit of a curve in, in uh, transitioning from, from one to the other, acoustic to electric. And as far as uh, to address how much time, when I say daily practice or when I say, okay, I'll do a practice session, for me, um, and I'll get into a little bit about the different ways that I'll break down my practice as well, because there are, there are warmups, warmup exercises, what I'll do when I first start. And then there are specific technique drills that I will do for different playing techniques. And then there will be very specific things that I want to drill and work on from a song or, uh, maybe something that I'm writing and I'm having trouble playing it. Um, that's where I'll get into that in the later part of my practice. But, um, in general, when I say a practice session, if I don't have anything super specific for a song that I need to work on, um, ideally I will do the warm up stuff that I like to do. And I have a couple different exercises 
that that I like to rotate through for that part, just to get my hands um, accustomed to to playing for that session, and then I will get into the specific technique drills uh, that I will do, and that's just that's like a maintenance practice, and I might spend for that in an ideal world is the bare minimum for a daily practice session. And that I can knock out reasonably in 20 to 25 minutes. I would be satisfied if I could take 20 to 25 minutes each day, uh, and start there. And that's if I don't have, you know, anything specific that I need to work on. Now that time frame really expands if I am, especially if I'm learning new material at the time for me personally, Learning new material can be very time-consuming. I have a hard time retaining um, new parts, so I need to really utilize repetition in order to, to commit a part to memory. Um, so I might spend, uh, honestly, I might spend over an hour just playing the same song. Once, I, once I've worked out the parts and I know what I need to play, I might just put the song, the, put the recording on. If I'm Now, these, these projects that I'm talking about are mostly cover projects. So I'm learning songs by, you know, hundreds of different artists. And so I might put the song on and just play with it for an hour. Just zone out, maybe uh, watch, watch Twitch or watch TV or, or maybe even be reading something. But I'll put that on in the background and we'll just zone out and I'll play the song over and over. And I find that that is a pretty effective tool for me when I'm learning covers. And that really can add up. Um, honestly, if I don't take that time, I'm just not going to be good. I'm going to show up at practice and I'm going to be winging the song and figuring it out as I go. And, um, again, that, that memory, uh, sort of weakness of mine really does hurt me. Now, I don't know if I'm, (laughs) I don't think I'm like actually handicapped. Uh, at least, like I said, I don't think so, but I just find that like, I really need a lot of repetition to learn something. So on those days when I'm learning new tunes, I might take the 20 minutes to warm up and then drill a little a little bit of technique stuff, maybe whatever I'm I'm working on. Maybe I'm working on alternate picking. Maybe I'm maybe my left hand is feeling a little sluggish, so I'll I'll work on some hammer and hammer and pull off or just different uh, fretboard exercises um, or what have you, whatever it may be at the time. Or or I will pick out a um, or even just invent. It's not like you need a book of of exercises that someone else wrote. I mean, I'll, I'll even make up my own. If I find that I'm getting stuck on a certain maneuver in a song, I'll make up an exercise that just abuses that, that particular movement. And, uh, and I'll work that out, but I'll tailor it to the, what I'm figuring out, the songs that I'm learning sometimes. Maybe there's something that's a little difficult in the song. So I'll come up with a little exercise that, that really hits that. And so I take that 20 minutes of warming up and then technique drill so there's my chops maintenance for the day and then start working on the songs. And, um, like I said, that really can blow the time frame out. I could be two, three hours with the guitar in my hands. Um, now to be realistic, I don't have time to do two, three hours practice every day right now. Um, with the other things that I have going on. So it, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a balancing act. Um, but like I said, in an ideal world, I would take that 20 minutes, uh, daily, 20 to 25 minutes. And that's just to maintain the chops. Now, if I'm on a kick, like I was on a big tear, uh, in the summer of, uh, of 18, uh, last year, 
of really just, um, I was pretty frustrated with just sort of areas that were lacking in my technique on the guitar. And so I was just really, really on a rampage of pushing my abilities into new, new ground with techniques that I already have and learning new tools such as, uh, sweet picking, for example. Um, if you look at my, for example, my Instagram these days, you will be sick of seeing me sweet pick because I do a lot of videos um, with sweet picking. And the reason for that is that I enjoy doing it. Um, I just love to do that. It's a fun technique. Now, I did not have the ability to sweet pick before last summer at all. I couldn't do it. I never, I just never took the time to learn it. And so I utilized, uh, and this is another point I wanted to make um, as far as on that increasing your technique uh, beyond just maintaining the 20 minute, 20 to 25 minutes a day is to maintain the chops. It's just to make sure that I have access to all the technique tools in my toolbox so I can pull it out when I need to. And it's, and it's going to be tight and it's going to work. Um, if I'm learning new techniques or I'm pushing my speed or I'm pushing my precision, which I should always be doing before speed, by the way, um, if I'm, looking to break new ground on technique that 20 to 25 minutes isn't enough, you know, so maybe we're doing the 20, 25 minutes to warm up and then get myself sort of into my techniques. And then maybe you spend another 20 to 25 minutes working out new, new techniques or, um, using the metronome. And that's another big point. Uh, metronome is very important for, for me, for my practice. And that is something that it's easy for me to justify just not bothering to pull one out, even though a metronome, you don't have to buy a metronome. You can download free app on your phone, um, whatever kind of phone you've got for a metronome. Now that tool is super valuable because, um, it gives me not only, not only just, um, for my rhythm and tempo as a technique in itself, um, just to, work on my, my internal clock and having that, that really tight, um, that tight internal clock for, you know, keeping time, which is important. You don't just have to be a drummer for it to be important for you to keep time. Um, but the metronome, other than that, it also is the most important tool for the next sort of piece of my, uh, practice routine puzzle, which is the practice log. I find that the log serves in combination with all the other pieces, you know, the setting aside the time daily, uh, the organization of what to do in that time. Uh, the use of the metronome is really clutch for that because what it does is give me a baseline of, um, at what tempo am I able to play, uh, these exercises that I'm working on. And so I'll write down, say I'm working on a, a new, a new arpeggio shape, for example, that maybe uses, uh, maybe I'm trying to sweet pick a new arpeggio shape that I've never played before. Now, what I will do is first of all, I'll get the actual exercise under my fingers at whatever slow tempo that I can play it, wherever, whatever tempo I can play it perfectly is an important number, probably the first important number. So say I can play it 
you know, I don't know, quarter notes at 60 beats per minute. So I'll write that down. That's where my sweet spot is for where I can perfectly play this part. Then I will begin to try and speed it up while keeping it clean. So I'll push that up maybe uh, five beats per minute or maybe eight beats per minute or we'll see. You know, it depends on, depends on my strength and that technique and the difficulty of the exercise itself. I'll increase the, the metronome a little bit. If it is still clean, you know, if it's still pretty clean but not quite perfect, I know that's the sweet spot for me to... So I'll leave the metronome there and just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. That's where that practice log comes in for me to improve with this over time. So if I'm setting aside this time every day to work on this, if I'm 60, 60 beats per minute on this arpeggio, sweet picking thing, perfect today, and then I spend 45 minutes just inching my metronome up a little bit, if I can get it to 65, 68, which isn't unrealistic, if I can spend actually a half an hour, 45 minutes on that exercise, just you know, repeating it, making sure that it's clean. That means tomorrow I can sit down and start at that new, that my new, you know, perfect baseline tempo. And uh, from there, I mean, it's easy to see how you can get a brand new piece of technique uh, in your arsenal like that. And that's how I do it. What I also will do is, uh, now I don't, I won't spend a lot of time repeating and drilling like this, but I will crank the speed way up to where it's just coming off the rails. And I'll also put the the metronome at whatever my ideal speed. Say I want to be able to shred this arpeggio. I really want to be able to rip. What I'll do is I'll find that tempo that I want to be at and I'll put the metronome at it and then I'll just go. I'll just try to hang on, you know, play through it. In general, I'm not a proponent of practicing. I don't want to be repeating this exercise if it's played sloppily, right? Because I don't want any muscle memory to... Um, to start to attach to that, to those sloppy shortcuts. But what I do want to do is get my mind a little bit used to the idea of like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. I'm not going to inch my way up five beats per minute at a time from 60 beats per minute up to 200 and some, right? So I'm going to start to make bigger jumps. Now, if that's necessary, I, I guess I can't rule that out depending on how difficult the exercise is. It's possible that I'll have to inch my way up like that. But in general, there'll be like a breaking point where I'll get it up pretty fast and then I can make, I can start to make leaps, you know, because playing something at 60 beats per minute, especially something, some difficult sweet picking piece is not the same. I suppose maybe it's not the same for everybody. This is very uh, subjective, but it's not the same thing as playing it super fast. It doesn't feel the same in my hands, in my mind. Um, You can't focus on every note. You have to use techniques like chunking, which I didn't invent. That's where you will break it into like, maybe it's a really fast run and you're breaking into five note sections and you just think of it like that. It's a way to, you know, cause our brain can't keep track of hundreds of notes all crammed into a couple of seconds worth of time. So that's where it, like I said, it, it's not the same thing to play the exercise slowly and perfectly as it is to playing it, you know, at speed, ripping it. And the idea of practicing is to bridge that gap, but that's where that practice log comes in because if I don't write that stuff down, at least for me, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just, without the log, I'm just going to sit down and try to play the thing. I won't remember at what speed I play it perfectly and I will just begin speeding it up probably and it'll be sloppy. I'll speed it up sloppily. 
I would prefer to be sort of on the metronome for that. And so combining the time the you know, first it's like a commitment, you know, taking that time each day, even if it's 20, 25 minutes or even less. If I, if the only thing I can do is warm up and get my hands on the guitar, that's infinitely better than not playing the guitar that day. So the commitment of setting aside the time and then you have the organizing of the activities that you're doing in that time, you know, strategically, and I want to just sit down. If I only have 20 minutes to play the guitar in a day, um, I'm not just going to noodle around. Or at least I shouldn't. <laughs> Sometimes I, you know, but um, so you take that, use the time with purpose, be smart about it, use the metronome to have good habits, good hygiene with my playing of whatever I'm working on. Also use the metronome to be able to document my progress in my practice log, which is the other part of this. Um, it's also good to, I, I, I find that for me, um, the final tool of that sort of suite of player pra uh, practice habits, the practice log for me helps me to be a little accountable because when I see what is on the page and when I have to go through what I'm doing in that day and write it down, it makes it much easier for me to actually uh, stick to what what I need to be doing as opposed to just noodle around and then the phone rings and I put the guitar down and just don't pick it back up for the day. Um, and so that's basically how I do it. Having said all that, I do not stick to this perfectly. Um, I am currently in the process of moving. This will actually be the last episode of the Matalize Music Podcast recorded in the original uh, studio where I started it, uh, my, my project studio here in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to be moving this weekend. Um, and so there's been a lot of running around, obviously, uh, pr preparing for that and trying to just, you know, get, get things ready to move. Um, yeah, there've been some days, I'm not going to lie. There've been a few days that have, that have slid by without me picking up the guitar, right? Um, and real life happens, right? It's not like if I miss a day, um, then I'm going to just fall off the stage and die at my gig this weekend. So like I said, I got to be realistic and not, if, if you're one of those perfectionist types or you're one of those people who will turn the frustration inward, you know, we don't want to beat ourselves up. We don't want to beat ourselves up over missing a day. Uh, just get back on there. Because for me, that can snowball into... Uh, I'll get the efforts and it's just like, you know, forget it. Like, uh, I missed a day. So this, this whole weekend shot and, uh, then it's like, I'll justify, oh, I don't have a show next week anyway. So, and that's just, for me, that's a recipe for, uh, mediocrity and failure. So God knows I've had enough mediocrity and failure in my life and I'm tired of it. So that's, that's why I, <laughs> that's why I try to do this. And I hope that, I've laid it out in a way that you guys can repeat. Um, and I also, finally on this subject, I would also like to say that I can apply this sort of method into things that aren't specifically related to my instrument, okay? For example, it can be applied to any new skill. It may not be apples to apples, but practices and habits like this applied to 
any sort of life skill or work, you know, hard skills for your job, maybe just the whole idea of setting aside a little chunk of time, even if it's only 15, 20 minutes, having purpose with how you're spending that time, focusing on, you know, leveling up whatever it is that you need to be doing for your work um, or for a new hobby could be, Hey, maybe you're a competitive video game player or you want to be. Maybe you're a very non-competitive video game player and you really suck like me and you want to get better. Well, hey, guess what? Uh, I can spend, I'm applying the same thing to, and I, <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, and, but you really can't apply this to, to your work as well. as. But like I said, it, it does apply. I'm doing it with, with video games, right? So I want to be competitive on a game, right? How do I apply this template to it? There are technique pieces. There are muscle warm-up pieces, right? I can do... 10, 15 minutes warming up my aim, okay? The actual physical act of the aim, if it's like a shooter type of game or whatever kind of game it is, warm it up. Hit specific pieces of my technique. If you're in shooter games, maybe it's reflex shots, flick shots, or my tracking, you know, following a target around with the mouse um, or on your controller. There's your technique, okay? So maybe, you know, sweet picking equivalent to, uh, you know, flick shots, so I'll practice my flick shots. Maybe my tracking's been terrible. I'll spend a few minutes on that. And, um, you know, and then there's other aspects of it, learning maps and stuff for competitive games. You see where I'm going with this. You can do it with your job, but just the, the idea of taking the time, then using the time wisely. And then the metronome piece, you can take that to mean use whatever tools I need to to help me to accomplish that that leveling up of the skill. For example, if you take the video game thing, there are programs that you can download or, and or buy to specifically work on your aim outside of just playing the game because maybe it doesn't have a good training mode or, or a good way to practice. I would say that the metronome is the equivalent of those, of those uh, training tools. And you can take whatever it is that you're trying to work on and think about it. Like, is there something that I can use here uh, tools to help me do this. And then the log. Um, I'm not keeping a practice log of my video game playing, <laughs> but that part's pretty self-explanatory. You know, if you keep track of your progress and also for me, just like I was saying, the act of writing down the date, blank piece of paper, here's what I need to work on today. Write down, did I do it? Did I not do it? What do I need to work on for tomorrow? Because sometimes I'll keep notes like that as well. Um, again, not doing that with video games, but just for the the sake of having an example of how you can apply this to a different area other than music because I, it works it certainly works all right and that's gonna be about it for the practice routine and practice log and practice methods for me if you have maybe other methods or other ways that you like to practice or that or that you keep yourself accountable to practice or any other of the aspects of this thing. Maybe you have other tools that I don't know about cool, fancy new programs or something. Make sure you hit me up on Mattelize music on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, or send me an email at Elias Matt at live.com. If there's anything that maybe you don't agree with about this specifically, I feel like I'm going to say it right now, the whole speeding up and exercise, uh, playing it at a speed that I can't actually play it well. I feel like that could be a bit controversial. So uh, maybe you do that. Maybe you disagree with it strongly. Uh, either way, uh, I'd like to hear from you. And we will be back next week, hopefully recording from our brand new studio space. I've got a lot of things planned on this podcast that I hope to bring for you guys. I try to 
pack as much value as I can uh, each week. Again, like I, like I tried to do this week, doing music, a lot of the skills that and and skills and me, uh, organization methods and just principles that go into being a musician and and working on that skill, they're universal and they can apply to almost you know any sort of discipline uh, or or work skill that you might need to develop. And so, like I said, I try to provide a little bit of value each week here um, as best I can. Maybe you're a music fan. Maybe you're not strictly a, a player or maybe you're a producer. And so I, I, I try to pack as much stuff in here for everybody as I can. And um, I really appreciate you guys listening. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Leave me a little a uh, little love letter in the reviews, hit the five stars. That really helps me out. And um, again, if there's anything you'd like to hear uh, me address on this show, I am all ears. If you'd like to be on this show, uh, drop me a line as well. I'd love to talk to you. That's going to be it for this week. My name is Matt Elias. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.